Welcome back to the Live to Give podcast. I'm Nate, one of the hosts here, but I also have the regular hosts with me, Courtney and Evan. How are you guys today? Pretty good. We mm-hmm. added a uh, plus one. We met her at the door, mm-hmm. didn't really give her a way mm-hmm. out, and her <laughs> name's Amy. She's our office manager, and uh, somehow you got roped into doing podcasts, said yes, and we're happy you're here. How are you doing? I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> I did get roped in. I just really had no choice. Walked in the door and... We I'm could here. feel wisdom pulling yeah. into yeah. the parking lot. Ah. And we're like, who is it? And the then we see you brighter. walk and we're like, all right, get her in here. I think you may have confused wisdom with something else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's it's great. Awesome. It's a beautiful day and we just thought, let's do a podcast together. That's how we do it yeah. here. You Why know? not? Yeah. yeah. Spur of the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But how are you, Courtney? Uh, I'm doing okay. Yeah. I dropped oatmeal today. I've not had a great mm. start to my morning. You dropped oatmeal. I had my bowl and got it out of the microwave. It was for my daughter. It was like right before I had to leave to get here. And I don't know, my finger stopped working and it just shattered <laughs> with oatmeal everywhere. Oh, that's so What'd you that's say? been my morning. I didn't say anything. <laughs> I just went, well, there it is, I think. Like, that's kind of more like, like, I could feel it happen. It was that slow motion thing. And I was like, and that happened. Was like, it like an oatmeal bake or like the mushy? Oh, no, oatmeal? the mushy oatmeal. Oh, like where it's like the one, paste. Yeah, like the one minute, put it in the microwave, oh, pull it man. out. And so just, you'll find that oh, yeah. for a few days now. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I so was you have just to like, are you, you kidding home, me? Oh, I cleaned it up. <laughs> Wish we had a dog, though. That would have been way easier. Yeah. I can send my dogs yeah. over. Yeah, I bet. Dogs we can give you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I appreciate that. Wow. One. Next time. Next time, I'll let you all I have a wounded corgi. That I love to get rid of. Oh. I keep her outside. Yeah. yeah. I think we each have a dog that we'd like to volunteer to give you. Wow, you got three <laughs> I dogs. get all your leftover dogs. That's yes. so cool. Yeah, all your cast offs. Three real quick. Wow. Off oatmeal. That's exciting. Amazing. I grew up with cream of wheat. Mm. Anybody do that? And if you do it in the microwave, no. it will overflow the bowl. And Ooh. when that stuff overflows, it becomes like glue. Ooh. It's horrible stuff. Mm. So I'm like picturing kind of that with oatmeal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not fun. Not whatsoever. good. No, I, uh, I've been uh, really wrestling through a, uh, a, 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 I don't know what to call it. I just can feel just the a, angst. yes, <laughs> it, it is angst. It's a, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought of like what to call it, but just a, a, a an existential Ooh. question. Whoa, wow. wow, this is great. Over what, oatmeal? what weighs more, mm. a ton of bricks or a ton of feathers? Oh yeah, that's that's, that's, that's a tough a one. What that do you guys tricky. think? Yeah. Well, yep. they're both a ton. I'm right. Gonna go with equal <laughs> amount. Well, actually, uh, what weighs more is a ton of feathers because you have to live with the guilt of all the birds you killed. Oh, <laughs> yes. They yeah. got KFC. Definitely wow. heavier. Yeah. So that's like a ton, of <laughs> literal, and then a so ton of guilt. We're talking Man, guilt, double grief. ton. Yes. Shame. Yes. See, that wow. is definitely heavier. Yeah. yeah. A ton of feathers. It'd be yeah. a lot of dead animals. I told it you, would. it's been something I've been wrestling with. That's understandable. And there's yeah. the dead animals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't you glad you're in the podcast today, Amy? Yeah. 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 We're, we're glad to somehow. have you. <sighs> really glad I came to work today. <laughs> so glad for our listeners. You get all that kind of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. I, I bet you're not thinking of existential questions like Evan. No, that's but fantastic. that's why I'm here. Yeah, Amy's here for wisdom. I'm here for <laughs> dumb questions like that. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, some middle schooler would love that joke. Absolutely. That is true. Yep. Mm-hmm. Make so sure parents, my boys listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have so many middle school listeners. <laughs> we are. <laughs> I uh, shout out though, new listener yeah. James Glasgow. Oh, nice. uh, yeah. Hi, James. I had uh, dinner with him uh, a handful of nights ago, and uh, he was like, uh, 
yeah, we were just talking about podcast stuff. And so he's like, hey, send me your guys' podcast. So we sent him, and he loves it. So shout out, James, if he's listening to it right now at work. So nice. Yeah. Well, we're today's topic. Up to four. I get to yes. actually kind of launch yes. us in our topic this morning. Uh, this morning. It probably could be morning where you're listening. It could be driving. It could be at night. Who knows? But for us, it's morning. And so for this morning, we're going to do the the uh, topic of sin. Woohoo! <laughs> we even have intros. No, we don't have an intro song, but we should have <laughs> to liven it up a little. But uh, dropping the bomb sin, okay? That's kind of a heavy word. It's a uh, uh, it can mean a bunch of different things. But I thought it would be uh, a great thing to talk about today in the, in light of the season of Lent. A lot of churches will traditionally, I don't honor Lent. Um, but really what Lent is, is more space to kind of wrestle with the negative side of things and the negative emotions or the negative side of spirituality even. It's kind of the wrestling with God or there's space for whatever we're going through and especially focused on maybe our shadow side or our sin side of things um, to wrestle with God and allow God to heal, allow God for resur- uh, there be more space for resurrect the resurrection to come. Well, I can't talk. I'm trying mm-hmm. here, but more or less to prepare the way to the resurrection. And that's gonna, that's really what Lent's all about. So today I thought it would be interesting if we just threw out the question, what has sin looked like for you? Not We're not saying mm-hmm. this is confession, okay? Yeah. It's not a confession book or booth where you're like, we're the priest and you have to say everything. Not, not at all. I'm saying what has been your understanding of sin throughout like growing up and even till today? I think a lot of things have changed in the church. A lot of things are changing in good ways, bad ways, whatever you want to consider. But I think our point in doing all this is to have conversation and to talk things through, maybe even the confusing things. And I think sin can be very confusing for people, especially today. So Mm -hmm. I thought, why not? Let's talk about it. Sound good? Uh, Thrilling. Yeah. (laughs) I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Well, let's start off. What has sin looked like as a kid? For me, growing up, I uh, grew up in a, a, a kind of a weird dynamic. Uh, one, I went to uh, the Wesleyan Church growing up, uh, same as Evan, but I also um, went to school at a Catholic school. Mm-hmm. So I actually got to understand a little bit about the confession booth, the priest, the role of the priest, um, what re- repentance, repenting looks like in the Catholic Church. And that was something I didn't expect growing up or even consider thinking through, but I got to see kind of a formal um formal way to go about that where in the wesleyan church as a kid i got to see that also on a personal level and so for sin to me uh when i was when i was a kid what i was kind of taught growing up was more kind of like uh well i I worked with an executive pastor and and he said whenever there's conflict he blames the policy it's kind of cold it's like if there's a a conflict with people he always brought it back to policy well our policy says this so therefore you have to do it and that's what sin felt like to me growing Mm up it felt like here are the rules anything that breaks the rule is sin therefore we're all wrong and Mm -hmm. that's i felt like this pressure this weight of what sin kind of it was a bad thing without a doubt and no matter what you could not do it like that that was kind (laughs) of like it was the law and so it felt like here's a policy here's the law here's the rules and as a kid with ADHD all over the place, I didn't know what to do or how to understand all of that. So like sin for me when it started off way back then was pretty harsh. And uh, I'm just curious, what were your guys' experience like? Just to prime the pump there a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine was uh, a little similar of like it was a harsh thing. And 
it felt very rule oriented, but I didn't even know what the rules were exactly. I just knew if I did something bad or wrong or it felt bad or wrong, or maybe if somebody else thought it was bad or wrong, then it was sin. Um, I was taught young that it was missing the mark, which there is some truth to that. We can unpack that more in a little bit. Um, but it was just more of this idea of like, God has this perfection and anytime you're not perfect, you're sinning. Uh, like I was taught you sin every day. So make sure that you are asking for forgiveness every single day. So it was like, I would go through my days. I literally remember this as a kid going through my days going, okay, how often have I sinned so far? Yeah. And it was kind of like, I look back, Oh, like it's not like really fully living life doing that. But it was very much this, like it, I even put it on other people. Yeah. Like if they think that I'm doing something wrong, then I'm sinning. That was kind of my upbringing or what I remember thinking of sin. It was just this like, oh, feeling all the time. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I would say mine was similar. And, you know, hearing you say that, it feels like a weight that just sits on you all Mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas just a bunch of rules that you have to follow and you can never get out from underneath them. Yeah, yeah, like Nate said, grew up in the same church, so we heard a lot of the same lessons. Uh, my family, we, well, first of all, I sinned a lot. <laughs> Let's just <laughs> throw that out there. Oh, man, it'd be fun working through every single sin. Uh, yeah, but like- but I was very conscious that I was sinning. I, I knew, um, you know, to, to some extent, you know, like what the Bible said, uh, what I was being taught about sin, all those things. Uh, and I remember like as a kid, I would just lay in bed every single night trying to think of every single sin I did that day and then confess it to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I didn't want to miss a sin because I was afraid of like, well, if I then die in a car accident the next day, like, am I going to heaven or hell? Like I was very conscious of that, but then I'd sin just so I can then ask for forgiveness later <laughs> on because I didn't care also. Uh, but yeah, so, so. I, I definitely felt that weight and that pressure. It was also super confusing to me because we would go to church and pretend like there was no sin mm-hmm. uh, for us individually, for the, our mm-hmm. family and stuff like that, uh, when things were not even close to being okay at home. And so like that was confusing too because I'd hear these messages about resurrection and redemption and how the Holy Spirit can help us, all these things. And like... I was like, why aren't we embracing some of these things? So I don't know. There was also this like fakeness within my family growing up around sin too. We had this great pressure of like, you better not sin. Make sure you ask for forgiveness. But yet we also always hid all of these sins too. It was just Mm -hmm. this weird dynamic around sin uh, growing up. And so I I don't know. I just think I had a, a really twisted view, very confused view on like, why do we ask for forgiveness, but then hide it and never talk? Like all the, I don't know. It was just all these weird things. So sin was very, very confusing to me growing up for sure. Totally. Yeah. And I think it still is for many adults. Yeah. I think it's really confusing. Even as you grow older, if you've had a strong um, like upbringing in the sense of here's everything wrong, I don't know if that changes as an adult. I think we just keep it more, we're still worried. We're still fearful. We still have a lot of weight. And here's the thing, to be fearful of sin isn't actually a bad thing. We don't want to have sin. We don't want to actually have, like, yeah, sin is sin. But the fear of that shows a lot more where we're really putting our faith in. Yeah. 
you know, mm-hmm. that's the hard part for me. And so growing up, I don't know. So like, what would be your definition of sin today? Do you guys have a definition? And it's okay if you don't, but it, do you have a working kind of idea of what sin is today? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, many years ago, um, when I was doing research on sin, I came across a, a word that really stuck with me, you know, cause, uh, original language, Hebrew, Arabic, Greek, uh, that, that the Bible was, uh, written in, um, it wasn't the, these words are not one for one in English. Like, like mm-hmm. one word in their language could mean, you know, 17 different words exactly in our language. So, so one of the words that really stood out to me with sin to help me understand it, it as a uh, term was um, uh, unnatural. That that mm-hmm. sin is things that are against the natural order God created it. Sin is the things that, um, yeah, are not quite literally what God has uh, in store for you, what he has placed mm-hmm. inside of you, um, those things. So, so that was kind of... Uh, and still is kind of how I operate with sin and what that looks like uh, for me is like, if I sin, it is something that is not natural for me that God has in store for me. Um, mm-hmm. that, that's kind of my understanding of sin and a definition I would give it. That's great. Mm-hmm. I like that. Anybody else? Yeah, kind of in a similar vein on that, like anything that we think is better, like our plan is better than God's. So mm-hmm. like stepping outside of God's perfect plan for how he wanted the world to be and saying, nope, I think my way is better. So I'm going to choose this path, even though I know that God wants me to do this. Um, Courtney and I actually talked about this a while back when we were kind of talking through the whole legalism Mm -hmm. idea of like, what is sin and what what be, what makes something become a sin mm-hmm. and she mm-hmm. actually said something to me that made so much sense to me as we were kind of working through that idea of like if if i n- have been prompted by the spirit that i shouldn't do something because it's not good for me because god n- has told me like this is not what's right for you and i go ahead and do it anyway then that is sin. Mm-hmm. But God doesn't work with all of us as believers the same way. Mm-hmm. Like he's not going to convict a brand new believer of some of the same things that he's working with me on. Mm-hmm. So that same believer may not, may still be able to do some of the things that God's not working with me on. And so for them to do the same thing may not be a sin for them mm-hmm. because he's not working with them on it. But for me to do something that he's prompted my heart to say, you, that's not good for you. Mm -hmm. Then that for me is a sin, but it may not be a sin for that other person. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think to add to that, it would be uh, more like uh, the, uh, the person who is a newer believer isn't consciously sinning. Mm -hmm. It's not that God doesn't like God's okay if they do it, but not you, but rather they're just not even aware of that because God is not yet to that place with them. Right. That's, that's a good distinction. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I'm yeah. just making sure I was understanding that yeah. too. Yeah. All yeah. Right, that's cool. a good distinction. That's yep. really good. 
Great job, Courtney. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. You don't no. even need to <laughs> share uh, now. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I was like, what did I say? Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> it was good. I thought she was going to share like one of the sins you confessed to. Yeah, uh, uh, we'll save that up. for later. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the, the podcast follow-up. <laughs> that's how that's we're ending great this thing confession. Yeah. What's our yeah. biggest sure. sins right now in our life? Biggest sin. This is going to be a fun one. Yeah, I've been processing through, even before Amy shared that, she got into a little bit where my head's been with sin of of wondering a little bit of is it a blanket like xyz are sins across the board always this is a sin or is there with individuals that there might be sin for some people that aren't others um paul i feel like kind of hits on that when he's talking about i'd have to help me with what part of the bible but the meat and like that it's okay maybe for some people to have sacrificed meat and not this meat and that meat and all this thing um because I do think it is in your personal relationship with Jesus, there might be things that are, Paul uses the word admissible, um, like for me, that might not be for someone else because of conviction. Um, and when you go against that, that is for sure sin. Now, there are, I think, certain sins that are like, yes, this is the Bible's pretty clear on things. Yeah. Um, but I'm talking like the little things. Um so I don't know. I, that's kind of more of a wandering in my heart, in my head at this point. Uh, I'm not sure exactly that I've landed what that is specifically. But I just grew up in such a way that it was, this is sin, boom, done. Yeah. We don't really care about the story or how you got there or what is going on in you and in your heart. It's just sin. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I do come back to the whole missing the mark. Uh, that's kind of in my head, but it is kind of what Evan was saying to and Amy of, it's that missing the mark of what God's plan was for you. And I, I love the unnatural piece mm-hmm. in that too. Um, but it's just not as like, I was going to say black and white, like sin is sin. Right, but right. there, it, it's just more of a, yeah, you can sin, but you're still in God's plan. God can still use you and work with you. Where growing up with me, it was more of a, oh shoot, I sinned. How can I get back to that perfect plan? But I think God works within us even when we sin, because um, we're going to. Yeah. Um, so it's missing the mark, but then there's a new mark, I think, a little bit of like, okay, now you've chose made this choice, so now here's your trajectory, and I'll figure that out. Uh, so I don't know. No, I'm with you too. I was grew up listening to so many preachers talk about missing the mark. That was kind of like the, the biggest thing, because I think people used missing the mark and then the 180 turn for forgiveness. You know, when yeah. you turn away from that sin, you're turning 180 degrees the opposite direction from sin. And that was always a big push for me, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I am more of a mystic, though. I embrace the mysteries of our Christianity and what our doctrines is all about. I love the mystery, and I think the mystery points more towards God. I say that because we're not experts here by any means. Mm-hmm. We're just having a conversation. And a part of my conversation, I'll bring in several different aspects to this topic just because I love the where it kind of flows to. And I think we can learn something from everything. And so apart for sin... It was missing the mark for me growing up. And then it kind of turned more into the 180 turn, uh, turning away from sin. And uh, I, I worked through that. And then John Wesley's mom, I believe it was, in one of the classes. You I knew did. her? No, wow. never talked to the lady. She seemed nice, you know, <laughs> yeah. nice. But uh, she had this working definition that gave, she gave it to John Wesley and uh, um, her other son, to Charles, um, that was anything that distracts you from God is sin. Mm. And that opens up a little bit more doors for me with ADHD. I'm distracted by everything. Okay, <laughs> My life is a distraction, you know, easy. And so I, I was like, oh, shoot, I'm in trouble. <laughs> I didn't do that because then like there's nothing we could do 
we're, we're constantly sinning no matter what. And that's kind of scary to think through. Uh, but then it turned more into like um, I, I got an article that was given to me at church on Sunday uh, from a monastic journal. And uh, it, sa- it just reminded me of Romans 14, um, chapter 14, verse 23. It says, St. Paul tells us that whatever is not of faith is sin. And that's a different way of looking at it, too. Whatever is not of faith is sin. And basically, it's coming down to the, our will. And there's a big conversation with that. If you have Arminian versus Calvinism, like there's all kinds of discussions on f- our choice versus what God is actually doing and, and those kind of fun things to talk about. But I remember the biggest thing that was a hookup for me was talking about could Jesus sin? Hmm. You remember that whole discussion? <laughs> if you ever got into that discussion, that was a hard one to, to think through too. Could Jesus sin? Hmm. That was always the biggest argument. Well, of course he could, but he didn't. You know, those kind of things would always come through because we're looking at Jesus through the lens of sin. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to think about that, too. So there's there's so much confusion in that. That's all I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Like, there is so many places you can take this idea of sin, and I think that's why it's also important to talk about. Mm-hmm. Did that stimulate any thought for you guys? Yeah, I'd like to throw out kind of like a devil's advocate question. Um, and that is... So you're going with the devil? Hmm. I'm sinning. Wow. Watch yourself. <laughs> Entering into sin. <laughs> Um, sin's advocate. Um, no, so so because it's off of what you're saying, and I have my own thoughts, but I want to throw it out there as a question for the table. Um, we, we've talked about God's will, and we're talking about sin, which is going against God's will. Doesn't that immediately create pressure and distract from grace in a way? Again, I'm asking that as a as a devil's advocate, right? I'm trying to poke the bear here. Yeah. Um, so, so how do we reason that? How do we reason free will, grace, and God's will, and the pressure around sin and getting that right? That's a great one million dollar question. <laughs> <laughs> Any thoughts on like that around like God's will and because again that that brings this like thought or this this uh, tension of like the minute I step in the wrong direction, I'm wrong. Does that make sense? Like there's this like um, immediate pressure to then I got to get this will thing right. I mm-hmm. got to know God's will for every step because mm-hmm. I don't want to sin. So I, I don't know. There's this pressure all of a sudden around God's will versus our will. The only thing that has, has ever taken that pressure off is the love that comes from Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, the love that was shown on the cross, the love throughout the whole Bible, how we were created. Because um, even in Romans, it talks about love is the fulfillment of the law. And when I, when I stumbled upon that, I was pretty young, but that changed. I, I've never read a verse where, like, I could feel it go through my whole body. Mm-hmm. That was one of those moments with that verse from Romans where love is the fulfillment of the law. That's good. You know, because it's like there's 613 laws um, of Torah. There's There was even the Ten Commandments that we talk about growing up all the time. So there's laws everywhere. I've never heard of anything that could actually entertain the fulfillment of all of those rules and regulations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what changed for me. So when you look at it from grace, because I think even Martin Luther talked, I mean, that's what changed. We're saved by grace, period. And there's nothing that needs to be added to that statement other than it's grace. We don't deserve it. You know, there's, yeah. there's not a deserving factor to that. And that's where it's like, I was, uh, you know, this has been used over and over and over, but if you ever go to a restaurant, you have the meal and then someone pays for it. That feeling of even this, that minor feeling of having food paid for, you're like, what, what the heck? Surprised, honored, whatever. But you also feel like, man, I should have, but I didn't, it was just paid for. That's exactly the way I feel like Jesus 
takes care of our sin, our trespasses, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. our weaknesses, our shadow side, whatever you want to call it. And that's the part where I feel like the church has a hard time with. Mm -hmm. We don't know what to do with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's showing more trust in God and less control in humans. Yeah. Yeah. That's Those good. are my two thoughts up front. How about you guys? That's good. Yeah, I've been uh it's a great question because again, this is stuff that I've been dealing with in my own brain of just yeah. trying to process through and um you know, I've shared that my journey in deconstruction and reconstruction is only two years in or so. And so that all this conversation is a part of that process for me. Mm-hmm. Um and so I haven't landed the plane in my own head yet. Um, but yeah, the whole piece of grace and love and what does that have to do with sin? And yes, we sin, like the Bible's very clear on that, but I think it's God has what's best for us. I've I've read books and books on God's will for my life, yeah, especially yeah. growing up, because that mm-hmm. was you heard that so much. If you just follow God's will, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Like I don't understand what what is that what is god's will for me how do i know what god's will is like that it's a word that's so words that are thrown around i feel like in the church so much of just if god wills or do god's will just follow god's will Uh, i remember graduated from high school and i think i was given like eight books on god's will for my life and i'm like i don't know what that is all said different things right yeah and it was like still as vague as all the next book uh yeah maybe this one will yeah do. so uh i've kind of landed in my head i think of like it's what god wants what's best for me mm-hmm. um and so even if i mess up if i sin he's still right there going i still want what's best for you yeah you right. made that choice i love you i care about you it's not what i would have necessarily wanted you to make that choice in but he's not beating me up about it. That's good. Uh, right. That's what's so different for me in the last few years of realizing, like, I don't have to beat myself up. God's not beating me up. Um, there was a feel for me of sin was disappointing God, and God's just sitting there just disappointed in me. Yes. Yeah. I don't see that in the gospel. I see God going, oh, man, I love you, though. Like, I am here for you. Like, let's go. Like, keep moving. Keep going. I still want what's best for you. Mm-hmm. That's where love and grace and the fulfillment of the law come in for me. Um, so so it's not to, like, I don't want to make it sound like, yeah, God doesn't care about our sin, whatever. Um, but it's that he can, he loves us so much that he's just right there going, okay, I still want what's best because of this choice. Now what's best? Now what's best? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keep keep following me. Keep going. Keep loving. Loving others. Um, Almost like he he changed your focus from that misstep to just whatever the next step. Yes, is. Right. exactly. Like less emphasis yeah. on that previous step, yeah. more on yeah. the next. Yeah. It's kind of a keep going, keep pursuing the race. You know, Paul yeah. talks a lot about the race. You know, it's like okay, keep going. You don't just stop and go. Oh man, I screwed up and lay down and just be like, oh, I'm out. Yeah, it's that. Keep going. I think as kids, we have such a black and white mind. Like things are either right or wrong, and we have to know, can I do this? Can I not do this? And so I think that's where sin is hard for kids to understand because it's either yes or no. It's not, there's no gray in that. There's no area of um, trying to figure out this whole, like it, the, the the child's brain is just so black and white. Mm-hmm. And so... um. You know, as a kid, I can remember almost visually seeing this very narrow path Mm. that is God's will for my life. And if I take a step off of that, then I'm just off. And I have totally messed up for 
who knows how long on this road until yeah. I can find my way back onto that little narrow path. Yeah. And I think kind of like what Courtney and you guys have been saying, like, it's that's not it. It's not this little narrow path that there's only one way that I can go. Do you like that little scrape? Yeah, she <laughs> scraped her <laughs> finger on the couch, and that was like fingernails She's on a chalkboard for me. Yeah. I now have goosebumps. Uh, it sounded like something else to me. <laughs> so I hope the listener... <laughs> that was my fingernail. <laughs> so, yeah, so we're not just on this little narrow path that if we mess up on that just by one thing that we do, then we've messed up our whole life. Mm -hmm. It's like our purpose in life is to glorify God. And so sometimes we're going to mess that up, but we have so many more opportunities every single day and every moment of our life. We can just turn that back to, okay, well I messed up here. I'm sorry, God. Now I can move on and, and even in the next moment, I can look to glorify God in the next thing that I do. Hmm. And so it's not even this path that I have to walk, but just the life that I live. Yeah. It's moment to moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think the great, that's a great perspective bringing in is the parent side of things too. Once you are a parent, it kind of changes your perspective of sin, which is kind of surprising too. Yeah. Once you see you have a child that you're caring for, providing for, it's like, I never want to scare that child into obedience. Mm-hmm. You know, right. Fear is mm-hmm. a motivator without a doubt, but it does not. it's not the true motiva- motivator at all. You want to build a relationship. And I think sin has a lot more to do with the severing of relationships. And there's a communal aspect to sin. You know, um, it, it's like where one body is suffering, the, the whole body suffers. Um, another aspect of a biblical perspective is carrying the burdens of others, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So when someone's going through something, we all feel it. Mm-hmm. Whether we talk about it or bring light to it, it's something that's relationship oriented. And I think the concentration has always been whether we sin or not, instead of looking at what's our relationships like, you know? Mm-hmm. there's There are litmus tests, if you will, about what we're how we're living our life but it doesn't mean that it has to be so rule oriented that it has to be all about guilt and shame and whatever we're doing wrong it's more about do we have good relationships in our life do we have um a space to love others and to love god those are the those are the components that i hear jesus talk more about than anything else mm-hmm. i don't know and with his own life being emmanuel life with us that takes on a whole different expression too, mm-hmm. where it's not that we have this God who's policing us. It's more like we have this God that's living with us. Yeah. Yeah. That's so different. You know, mm-hmm. that's not this black and white. It's a lot of gray in that because mm-hmm. we don't know all the supernatural side of it, but it's there. And I feel like I've always rallied around pastors uh, growing up listening to that always talked about our greatness within us. And I feel like what sin causes us to focus on is more the dark side of us. Mm-hmm. And that's all we're, we're worried about where sin is. We're worried about sin taking over the world, worried about the schemes of the devil. I think we should be cautious without yeah. a doubt. But there's a big difference between caution and worry and fear. And this is what we think about 24-7. And every rock that we lift, there's going to be a demon. You know, that's just really, really hard for me because I feel like I've seen the um, I don't feel like we walk away feeling great in those kind of conversations. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't think we're motivated to live love on this earth in those kind of conversations. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot that sparks. Mm-hmm. That's good. It's almost like 
instead of asking ourselves like or or having fear around like screwing up we should have fear around missing out absolutely like yeah. that that's a better that's focus good. on sin rather than like i don't want to screw up today you should say like well i don't want to miss out mm-hmm. on like what god could do today mm-hmm. um one thing that's helped me with the gray areas uh of sin around god's will or what's right or wrong is there even a list uh those things is I like to look at God's will as, um, this is an older reference, but it's always helped me, like a, as cable packages. So like, like there's different ways of life. <laughs> Wait, cable is in the television? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I okay. told you, it's an older reference, <laughs> yep. but it's helped me. So any, any Gen Z listening <laughs> for, is not going to understand. For Netflix our middle school what? listeners. <laughs> yeah, our giant it's, middle school audience. It's digital. <laughs> what that is cable? <laughs> but, uh, you know, back in the day, you could choose Dish, Direct, Charter, Comcast, like mm-hmm. all these different things. I viewed God's will as like an option, one of the cable packages. Uh, and when you buy into that package, you can watch whatever you want under that po- that under that package. But I think God's will is much larger and allows for us to make more free will decisions within his will. Um, and also on the flip side of that is when we do screw up, when we do sin, uh, God is clear that he will work it out for our good. And I think that's mm-hmm. part of like him not focusing on our misstep, that previous step, but our next one. Because whatever just happened, yeah. whatever horrible thing that happened to you, that you did, whatever it is in life, he wants to work that out for our good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's a great point, working out for our good. There's, there's I think, a aspect for us to focus on too. With, in light of sin, the conversation we don't focus enough on our healing, mm-hmm. like the healing that God wants for us. We, we, were, we were made to live in freedom, and in that lack of freedom, God wants to heal us. And that's the part I feel like growing up, I didn't hear a lot of. That's and even good. today, mm-hmm. I don't hear a lot of, or what, how is our healing going? You know, like oh, yeah. It's more about what are we all doing wrong? Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah, it's a tough conversation. Yeah, that's what my head was kind of going to. Where's repentance in this too? Mm-hmm. Um, because the Bible is clear on you do need to repent and yeah. whatever. Um, so yeah, I do think there. I mean, I'm the one who said it. Of like, God has just best, and He wants us to keep moving forward and all that. But where is the repentance piece in that too? Um, do we have to repent every time we sin? Is it a really more of a heart issue of like, man, I've hardened my heart in a certain way. Now I need to repent. Is it every single time we misstep, we have to stop and repent? I don't know. What does that look like? What do you guys think? Hmm. I don't uh, want to take it from me, but I'm just, <laughs> just waiting. Uh, yeah, I, I, certainly like repentance is part of our faith. Yeah. Uh, like Nate was saying, like that, that term repentance uh, has a, a feel of going 180 degrees. Like you turn around um, but yeah, I do think repentance is part of healing. Um, I, I think it draws us closer to healing. I think it, mm. it's like one of those first steps of just acknowledging what's what the reality of the situation is, is repentance. Um, but ultimately, I, I, I think, um, oh, I lost my train of thought there. Oh, repentance. I can it was add to good. It. Go for it. I'll try if it comes think. back, okay. okay. Yeah, because I think essentially what you're saying is the garden perspective. When Adam and Eve decided to sow fig leaves, <laughs> <laughs> they hid. It was hiding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, repentance 
allows us to be aware of what we're hiding from and what we're what is actually causing us to hide and mm. bringing it into the light w- to God. You know, it's our sacrifice, the temple system, our sacrifice today is offering up in honesty where we truly are, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the hard part. I think our tendency is to not do that. Our tendency is to hide. Our tendency is to not deal with anything, to move forward as best we can, which is survival, you know, which is good, but it also, it'll catch up with us mm-hmm. over time, you know? And I think like that's the part of repenting that we don't maybe talk enough about. And that is just being honest, opening up mm-hmm. to who God is, knowing that God knows it all anyways, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're, we're kind of like Jonah. <laughs> I've, I love the fact that a lot of people talk about Jonah, the book of Jonah as being a satire. It's a comedy. Who in the world could actually run away from God? Well, right. Jonah tried, mm-hmm. and we try all the time. We're trying yeah. to run away, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, repentance, I think, allows us to come back. Yeah. Well, and we talk about. Sorry, Evan. Did no, you find go your for point? it? Okay. Did you come <laughs> up? With uh, it's it's locked down. I oh, remember okay. what I was saying, but it's locked down. Go for it. Well, and you know, we talk about our relationship with God, and so if we truly have a relationship with Him, then when we take that misstep with him when we sin against him, then we need to acknowledge that and we need to bring that relationship back into a good place. And so by acknowledging, hey, I sinned against you, I I hurt our relationship, then that's what repentance does is kind of brings that back to a, a place of just acknowledging that we we took that misstep against God. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he's not a vengeful God. He's not gonna strike us down with lightning every time we sin. Um but he, you know, and he allows for those natural consequences that come with our sin, but it also just brings us back into that that relationship where we feel like, like you said, we're not having to hide from him mm-hmm. because we have, for lack of a better word, fixed that relationship. Mm-hmm. That's good. It's just like every other relationship in life. Like you hurt your friend, your spouse, your child, whatever it is, like you apologize. Right. Like, mm-hmm. uh, that's And you do the same thing with, uh, with God. Mm-hmm. The thing that I was going to say earlier uh, is like our, our attitude towards repentance too can, can really help shape that process of healing. If you think repentance is quite literally, I need to check off every sin mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that there's this like negative, uh, I don't know, stress around repenting. What if repentance was more about gratitude? Like it's less about me. I need to make sure I get these, you know, reconciled with God and more Mm -hmm. about like, man, I get to thank him that despite what I did today, despite how I treated someone today. uh, Yeah, he he still loves me. Mm -hmm. and He did already die for that specific sin. Mm -hmm. We're never going to get every every bit right. You know, we're never going to be perfect. And that's the hard part, I think, because there, there's also a push in <laughs> spirituality to be sinless, you yes. know. And I think mm-hmm. that even comes in the Wesleyan denomination. Yeah. That's uh, the holiness movement. I've wrestled with that more than anything, because they would always come down with this like quip, where it would be, "If you cannot sin for a second, well, then you cannot sin for maybe a minute. Well, if you can't sin for oh, a minute, well, yeah. then maybe you can stretch that on to longer and yeah, longer." I remember that. Great. But what about living a, like Paul says, living a life without ceasing in prayer? Mm-hmm. I think that's more important than worrying about if you're sinning or not. Mm-hmm. It's about how am I living in community with God and with others 24-7. Yeah, That's the part where I think sin will then take care of itself in the sense that 
it's not going to break relationship. We're going to be building relationship. We're going to be building our relationship with God first and foremost and with others. Mm-hmm. It kind of goes hand in hand that way. Yeah. Hmm. Not saying anything bad about our, our denomination. <laughs> I just want to <laughs> clarify that too. But I wrestle with things and you should wrestle with things. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, but there's there's a quote here at, um, from the article that someone handed me and I just wanted to kind of uh, uh, bring it out here in the podcast. It said, uh, St. Maximus, the confessor, in his second of four century on love, emphasizes that all our distractions, all the times we forget God, are simply to be understood as our failure to love God, which is the only real sin. It's the only real sin that there is. uh, The only real sin is every sin is ultimately a failure to respond with love to God's love with love. Mm-hmm. That's that's the real that's really sin. Good. Are we responding in love? Yeah, that's the that's the part. Sorry, I, I botched up the reading because I was thinking <laughs> my my mind was going a hundred different things. But oh, the real fantastic. only sin that that there is is how we respond mm-hmm. to our failure. How do we respond to all that? And if we're not responding with love, well, then there's a problem. Yeah, yeah. that's good. I, I think it incorporates a lot of like everything that we've said around mm-hmm. sin, different definitions, how to embrace the repentance part, like it's about love. It comes down to God's love within that. That's really mm-hmm, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I've been thinking through as we've been discussing it, I, I think it just keeps coming back to the heart. You know, God sees the heart. He talks about that a lot in the Bible. Uh, you know, I had a discussion recently with someone about how on earth was David a man after God's own heart? You know, like he says that after David had you know, gone after Bathsheba, had his, had her husband killed, had done a slew of different things. You're like, whoa, that guy is messed up. And he ends it with David was a man after God's own heart. Mm-hmm. Like, where was, where do we see that? From human standards, you'd be like, no way. Let's talk about somebody who's outside of God's will. He's yeah, he's out. He's way off the path. Like, and yet God's like, but that man loved me. Like, I, th- I have no doubt when you read the story of David, like he was a guy who was crazy for God. Um, he messed up, but he was crazy in love with God. Um, and so I look at that and I see just the love in that relationship. Um, and again, it's not about like, oh, he messed up. He's disqualified. It's he came back and was like, oh, man, I want this relationship restored. I want this completely restored. So anyway, it's for me, I look at so often Jesus talked about the heart uh, in the Old Testament. You see God's looking at the heart of man and I think there is that that love piece of am I truly seeking God and his love and the moments that I'm not, that's when I'm sinning because I'm not pursuing him in my heart. Um, and so again, that takes away from me at least that upbringing that I had of the check boxes of this is sin, that's sin, this is sin. Yeah. It's more of a where is my heart at? Where is my heartbeat for Jesus, my heartbeat for God and that love relationship? Um it's just a totally different view in my head when I look at it that way. Mm-hmm. We, we've used this uh, terminology quite a bit, but like it's like who's on the throne of your life. And quite yeah. often, a lot of people think it's Jesus. And not to now I'm getting legalistic around that, but <laughs> <laughs> but like a lot of people think that their pursuit of Jesus is all about not screwing up. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and so they think Jesus is on the throne of their life, but honestly, in my view, when I look at, at that type of lifestyle, I see sin is on the throne of your life because mm-hmm. you're doing everything you can to like your your eyes are constantly on sin and avoiding mm-hmm. it versus man. If you just look at Jesus and the love he has for you and the people around you, 
it'll be tough to screw up. It's going to be tough to sin if your eyes are on mm-hmm. Jesus. So there's a big difference there around like the, this pressure to get it right versus my eyes are on Jesus and I'm just going to follow him. And what happens happens. Mm-hmm. And I know God's got me. He's, he's got me in the good and bad through it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think there's a lot that we don't recognize that that has created wounds. And it, it's the wound that speaks a lot for that. We want to get this right. Mm-hmm. We yeah. want to get this right. We don't want to mess up. We don't want to mess up. And when you hear that your whole life, it's like, man, that's that creates wounds in the sense of like, okay, I'm always wrong. No matter what, I mm-hmm. am wrong. You can't trust yourself. You can't trust anything in this world. You can't trust anybody. So what do you do with that? Well, there's not much you can do with that state of mind, you know, and that's the part where I think love opens us up. Yeah. And that I th- we talk about this a lot at Faith Church for good reason, because I have heard my entire life as a pastor, <laughs> we I need to preach sin more, mm-hmm. you know, and it's always been about judgment. And I feel like when we hear judgment, what what we're actually hearing is maybe the shadow side of what that person is dealing with. Mm-hmm. What we judge in other people has 100% all the tendencies of what we're dealing with and yeah. what, maybe what we're not dealing with. Mm-hmm. And so I think when we hear or we have those, even those mantras inside of us that come out to say, that person doesn't deserve whatever, try to take a step back and say, what does that look like in your life? Yeah. You know, what are we judging in others? Because that's the hard part. We can stand up on a stage and put guilt and judgment on all kinds of people and things will happen mm-hmm. in, in good ways. Yeah. But it also creates a lot of severed wounds, you know, a yes. lot of problems on the relationship side yeah. of things. Might Absolutely. be good for them for a few weeks or maybe yeah. even a few years, but you don't know what type of damage you're doing by by sending that heavy of a message just out to a crowd that you just don't know mm-hmm. with a emphasis on sin rather than Jesus. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So with that, I'd love to, uh, we might go a little bit longer for this podcast, but uh, for this episode, but I just wanted to ask the question, where are we, where are we seeing hope today? And, and we've done this in previous uh, um, seasons, but I just thought with the heavier conversation today, I'd just like to conclude with how are we, because I think some of us, even as leaders within the church, we're probably the hardest on ourselves in these areas. And we also have been maybe battled the, the whole um, where is sin really, where is love really in our life. And so hope is one of those things that reminds us of God's grace and reminds whoever listens to that. And so just out of curiosity for each of us, where are we seeing hope today? Mm. I can give you guys a minute to think through that. I uh, Just recently, for me, I was thinking about this uh, yesterday. Um, I have life group with a group of guys uh, Monday mornings, and we had um, want to try to protect, you know, what goes on there too. But we're reading through Corinthians right now. And we had uh, one of the guys that uh, is in our, in our group, he's just going through a rough time. And he came into that meeting and ended up being a majority of time spent time talking about like what he's going through. It just opened him up. And all of us sat there and did not give direction on what to do, but just listened. And what it came down to was a verse in Corinthians that we want to be surprised by the power of the Spirit, by the work of the Spirit. And I feel like what it just reminded me is nobody beat up that person. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. They very well could have. But we all just sat and spoke um, God's love. You know, mm-hmm. that and that like walking away from that, I didn't have to lead it. I didn't have to control it. it. It just happened. It gave me so much hope and energy for my week just because it's like we're all in this together. <laughs> we're all in this <laughs> together. And that's the important part. So I was just finding so much hope in that because I think a lot of times even if you're listening, you're not a part of a life group. It's vital. 
I really do. And, and I mean that in a way of not legalistic. I'm just saying you might be missing out <laughs> on something <laughs> more for what you could find and what you could discover. I love that aspect of things. And I think that communal piece is really important. So that's where I'm finding hope right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, one for me that just kind of popped in my head was Sunday. I was uh, having a conversation with someone and they were just telling me uh, again, just kind of, they've been on a similar journey that I have of kind of deconstructing and just trying to figure out like sitting in the love of God, like really accepting that too, of like, it's not so much about all the negatives and all the things, but really just being like, man, like God does love me and actually and sitting in that and the enjoyment of it. And as a result, this person has seen several people from work uh, start to ask questions about what's going on in their life and different things and whatnot. Well, it turns out that they have, uh, we kind of have a mutual friend who's now asking about coming to check out Faith Church. Um, and that was kind of an interesting thing because I was like, oh, this is a person who goes to the bus stop every morning with me and uh, my daughter, Elena. Mm. And I was like, they're catching the very raw version of me <laughs> <laughs> in the mornings, right? Like, this is a, like, Are you a morning I mean, ha- oh, no, I do not like mornings. And my daughter does not like school. So by the time we get to the bus stop, it's usually a like, just go, you know, like I don't yell at, but like, I, voice. oh my Ooh. goodness. Yeah. Like there's been a few mornings where it's like, we gotta go. Uh, Speaking of repentance. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm a pretty patient person until I'm not driving her to school. So you better make that bus. So anyway, it was just kind of an interesting, it hit me when I heard that this person was like actually more intrigued about God and Jesus because of me and this other person who comes to church here. Um, because I was like, oh, they're catching a, I, the not pastor hat of myself, right? Like, I'm not going to the bus stop. Like, oh, I have to have my best foot forward this morning. I'm very real and very raw. And yet they're seeing, like, there's something different about these two people that I'm around. And it's it, it, I find the hope in, like, man, I can be me. Hmm. And people are seeing Jesus in that. Where before, I would have always been a, oh, no, like you caught some rawness in me. That's not good. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, yeah. I've got to hide that. And I've, I've talked about this before. Part of it, a huge thing for me is that freedom in Christ. And I think that's what is kind of going around at faith church a little bit more of this mm-hmm. understanding that because of the love, there's that freedom that we have in Christ that we can experience. And that it involves living life instead of beating yourself up all the time mm-hmm. of just being like, I am living my best. I'm trying to love God. I'm trying to love those around me. Yeah. I'm going to mess up but I'm not going to sit here and beat myself up over it yeah. in the process. Mm. Um, so anyway, that was a conversation that was like, I kind of walked away like, whoa, I did not see that coming. That's awesome. uh, and I found hope in that in the moment. That's great. Very so, cool. Yeah. Hmm. Anybody else? I think I'm seeing it just in these conversations that I'm hearing a lot recently of just, you know, moving past that judgmental legalistic in in a lot of different areas of my life, just hearing more about um, people finding that freedom and understanding grace and God's love more and learning to live in that freedom. Um, And, you know, I was just sitting here thinking about, you know, as Jesus was living here on earth and his ministry, he wasn't preaching about these are all the things you can't do. He was preaching... This is how you love my people. This is what, you know, the only times he said, don't do this is when he was speaking to the Pharisees about stop putting these yokes on my people. Yeah. (laughs) Mm. And that was talking about all the laws and the sins that he, that they were 
heaping on the people. And so I feel like the church is doing big things right now to give that freedom in Christ Mm -hmm. that he wants for us. And, you know, again, not to say that sin isn't a big deal, but that shouldn't be our focus. Mm -hmm. It should be on how can we show Jesus to other people. Mm -hmm. And so I, I see that like coming out so much more and just, you know, people feeling freedom because of that. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome. That's good. Uh, man, last night I got a, a phone call from a friend who's just going through it. Uh, they have a, um, a friend who's dying of cancer. They're going to visit them real soon. You know, there was just another school shooting, mm-hmm. um, yesterday and was it Nashville? Was yeah. it, um, you know, we had the, the, the tornado a uh, handful of days ago, too, um, when we were tornado. Oh, it was like Kansas. one of the worst tornadoes in the history of Jeez. the U.S. Mm-hmm. It, it it was a E or a, yeah, E4, F4, F, I can't remember, F4. Yeah. Um, e works, too. E, yeah. close enough, move one letter over. <laughs> um, but F4, Jeez. it killed like, I don't know, 29 people or oh something like that. Goodness. But it was on the ground for an hour, yeah. something like that. It spanned like 90 miles. I, I'm sure I'm botching some of these stats up. But it was just a devastating tornado. Wow. Uh, so and then, of course, the war. So like the my friend was just, man, just the world, it feels so heavy. And so honestly, like after that conversation, even though like we ended up, you know, kind of laughing here and there, just trying to lighten the mood some, it just walked away. I was like, where is their hope right mm-hmm. now? And then late last night, uh, I, I'm trying to fall asleep and I hear my phone go off, but it wasn't a typical text. Usually I just let leave a text. But it was like a, a Facebook messenger sound, which I rarely mm-hmm. get, though. So I was like, who the heck is reaching out to me? And, and it's usually church people yeah. that use Facebook messenger because they don't have my number, maybe. And so uh, it, it's someone who who used to go to our church uh, years ago. Um, and I check in with them probably like every six months still. And this person asked about a former student of mine and how they were doing. Hmm. And they're like, I just miss them. And I'm like... Hmm. Like that just, it's so small, but just knowing that this person who left our church years ago, who I still have a relationship with, asking about a student who had a really hard time when they were my student. Mm-hmm. And and so I, I, I that brought me hope, but it was also so hopeful that I got to share with that, that person who reached out to me how awesome that student mm-hmm. is doing today, cool. how they are Very conquering cool. life. And so... Man, that just after like a heavy conversation of what our world is, uh, you know, like right now, I got to then just step into that. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. I, I love that. I love seeing people cool. check in on each other, even if they haven't talked in years yeah. to Absolutely. that person. It's mm-hmm. very it cool. really neat. Well, thanks, guys, for sharing. Thanks for hanging in there with this conversation about sin. <laughs> That's always a good and fun conversation to have. Um, for listeners, if you have any questions or if this sparked more um I don't know, wrestling in your own life. If you want to reach out, we, we do have an email address, right? That people can reach we out have to a few. Yeah? yeah. Any good ones that you like? Um, yeah, let's do, uh, uh Nate at amazon.com. Who's uh, that be? That's you. you <laughs> they can ship you stuff. There you go. Uh, yeah. Donations. <laughs> no, <laughs> just hello at we are faith church.com. And is there still time to add a topic or question? Yeah. Yeah. You can still go to our Facebook page. Uh, we have a form there that's open. Uh, just scroll through a handful of posts and you'll find it or maybe I'll post it again. But 
yeah, we, we want your suggestions mm-hmm. for a, a podcast. And, and I'll say this, too. Uh, the last few summers for our sermon series throughout the summer, we've mm-hmm. done You've Asked For It. Right. We are not doing that this summer. So the podcast is for people to ask questions point. Mm-hmm. for that. So if you're thinking, oh, I'll just hold out for the summer series, don't. Do it now. Get it in. And we'll either uh, hit it this season, which we're probably, I don't know what exact number this is, six. This is episode six. Oh, right? All right. We're about halfway through the season anyway, so we might get to it next season, which will happen in early fall. But we need your topics Absolutely. because mm-hmm. this is so life-giving for us. We mm-hmm. keep yeah. seeing all these cool topics come in. So, yeah. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks, Amy, for joining us, braving, uh, having the courage to come in here and sit with us. (laughs) Thanks for dragging me in. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed it. I did. Thank you. Great. Thanks for listening. May you guys go in grace and peace.